Oh, yeah, bringing you back to 1984 and Rock You by Helix. Industry 45 Podcast Show. My name is Shane Christopher Neal. Thank you for tuning in. I want to thank our sponsor, Trombetta Construction Material, 1901 Barton Street in Hamilton. 1901 Barton Street in Hamilton. That's Barton Street East. Highway 20 in Font Hill. Joe, Mark, Anthony, you're beautiful. I love you. Uh, just a reminder, Industry 45 Podcast Show, you can check it out at giantfm.com. You can check it out on all the major streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, you name it, it's there, baby. And also at musiclifemagazine.net and my brand new website, shanechristopherneal.com. Check that out as well. So I'm super pumped about this. Been a big Helix fan for a long time. A brand new song out, Eat, Sleep, and Rock, baby. Nothing like eating, sleeping, and rocking. Song that was uh, co-written by Sean Kelly, the great Sean Kelly. He's been on this very program before. Played with everybody in Canadian rock. Currently the guitar player in Lee Aaron. Saw him last year, pre-COVID, obviously, with Coney Hatch as well. He's somewhat of a rock star, if you know what I mean. But Sean's not the guest. <laughs> we got Brian Vollmer, president, CEO, big voice, man in charge of Helix, joining the Industry 45 show. We're talking old school Helix. They've done it all, man. Tons of albums, tours. Here, let me just tell you who they've toured with. Kiss, Aerosmith, Rush, Motley Crue, Alice Cooper, Whitesnake, Night Ranger, Heart, Quiet Riot. It goes on and on, my friend. They've done acoustic albums. They've done live albums. They've done half a live albums. They've done Christmas albums. Loving me some Helix. It's all coming your way right now. Industry 45 podcast show. How you doing out there, animals? This is Brian Bowman of the band Helix, and you are listening to the Industry 45 show. All right, Industry 45 podcast show, uh, SCN uh, live in studio, uh, enjoying actually a shot of whiskey, which I just spilt all over my notes, so I hope I can read them shortly. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I got to say this. I grew up in the 80s, listened to a, a lot of great Canadian bands, uh, bands like Harem Scaram, Brighton Rock, Honeymoon Suite, and of course, Helix. So I welcome Brian Vollmer. How you doing, my friend? Great. How you doing, Shane? I'm doing well. You keeping well these days? I know it's not the best of times out there, but I got to tell you something. More than anything, I respect you not only for a singer and songwriter, but just an entrepreneur, somebody who is just out there. You, you're you dedicated, man. Well, I just follow things I love doing, so it's pretty easy to follow that and uh, be excited about uh, every project I'm involved with. Essentially, I get to do what I did when I was a kid, which was to sing, paint pictures, take photographs, uh, goof around. And I do that all as an adult in uh, the band Helix. So, And I get paid to do it, too. <laughs> That's not a bad way to do it, eh? A uh, couple of questions right off the hop is that I remember coming home from school and back in 1984, walking the razor's edge, uh, you had Rock You, which was all over much music. 
and MTV. And what did that feel like, I guess, at the time here? You got this band, you make it to MTV, to Much Music. You know, thousands, millions of people seeing the video. Obviously, video played an important part early on in Helix's career. A very important part. Uh, when Rock U happened, we were down in New York City, actually paid Nassau Coliseum with Rush. And um, Barry Bergman was backstage. He was the manager for Bob Halligan, who uh, wrote the song. And uh, our manager was with them, too. And they said to us, you know, the album just went gold today. And I got it on film, believe it or not, on my Super 8 sound camera. And somebody in the background went, yeah, and in a couple of weeks, we're going to go platinum. And everybody laughed. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Uh, we were on the road, so it didn't really, everything was happening too fast at that period of our life. We weren't home. We were traveling in a bus. And, so it didn't, uh, really, it didn't really sink in then, what you're saying at the time, to have that many record sales. No, because we were still making like 120, uh, 180 bucks a week. <laughs> right. And uh, we were away from home and traveling and uh, in a renovated school bus with no air conditioning in, a, in the southern states in the middle of a, a hot summer. Did you ever think back then that, you know, a band from, from Ontario here was going to be making it to that level? Yeah, we had Rush and we had Triumph, right? But, but you guys really were, back then, uh, early on, the pioneers here in Canadian rock radio. Because I remember he or hearing Helix, rather, you know, right off the hop, it was probably one of the first bands before I heard Honeymoon Sweep or Brighton Rock or Harem Scarum, any of those bands, it was Helix first. And I got to tell you, in, in 1985, I think it came out, Long Way to Heaven, Deep Cuts the Knife still remains probably one of my, my favorite songs um, in Niagara. Every time Daryl Gray would play with the Scurvy Dogs or a solo, I'd say, you got to play me Deep Cuts the Knife, and he did. Talk about that song, because what a great song that was. That song was written by Bob Halligan and uh, Paul Hackman. Uh, down in New York City at, at the same time we were doing, uh, getting ready to write that album. And uh, I remember that Alda Nova came down to the practice hall and he was trying to talk us into doing a song he had written and getting rid of Deep Cuts the Knife. And I took uh, Saipi, my manager, out to one of the vehicles outside and we were sitting inside and I went, there's no way I'm replacing this song with any song. This song's going on the album. I said, this is a great song. And we only had the demo at that time, and um, and it went on, and it became uh, one of the biggest, air, well, the biggest airplay hit I think we ever had. That different songs have performed differently for us. You know, you mentioned how important video was in Helix's career when we were signed to Capitol Records in 1983, and No Rest of the Wicked came out. Uh, they did a video for Heavy Metal Love at the Matt Ferguson plant up in Toronto, and that video ended up going to heavy rotation. Let me say that again. Heavy rotation in MTV in the United States because Crazy. it was the first year for MTV. And we were pulling into places, I remember uh, distinctly pulling into Washington, D.C., where we had never been before in our entire lives. And there was a lineup a block long. I'm kidding you not. And we were just flabbergasted. You're probably we thinking, just couldn't believe it. Right. Probably we thinking, who, who, who here knows who we are? And look at this. <laughs> wow. Well, that was the first time we really felt the effect of TV on the band. 
And uh, the next video was, well, we had a couple off that album. We had Don't Get Mad, Get Even also off uh, uh, Norris Wicked. And then Rock You came on uh, Walking the Razor's Edge. It was a huge hit. And um, there was a couple more videos off that album. And then on uh, Long Way to Heaven, it was Deep Cuts Knife. And, uh, and uh, the kids are all shaking. You know, you got some interesting cover songs you've done, and they've done well for you, right? You did uh, Make Me Do Anything You Want, which was a great song, Gimme Gimme Good Lovin'. You did one uh, that was by Nazareth. So how did you decide, I guess, which songs you were going to pick as cover songs? Because to me, I'll be honest with you, when I was growing up listening to these songs, I didn't know that Helix didn't write them. I really didn't until later on. I was like, oh, that wasn't their song, because those were some great choices, and you sounded great playing them and singing them. Well, back then, before the advent of the uh, internet, I think that people were a lot less aware of songs where were maybe hits overseas. I remember April Wine had quite a few hits, too. They had uh, Could Have Been a Lady, uh, Bad Side of the Moon. Um, because a hit is a hit is a hit. Just because a song uh, wasn't released in a certain territory doesn't mean that people wouldn't like it there. And so we used to look for songs that... Uh, uh, would be great songs to cover. In the case of Make Me Do Anything You Want, I had always loved the original version by Putting Cold Water and uh, the original singer, Alex Macon, who I met many times after that. Um, I used to sing that song at the practice hall before we were signed, actually, when we were first starting. Uh, then Give Me Good Lovin', we were sure of a song on uh, Walking the Razor's Edge when my manager suggested uh, that we do a cover song. I said, well, if we're going to do a cover song, I want to do a song that's diametrically opposite of what heavy metal is all about. And so that's why we picked Give Me Good Lovin'. <laughs> and I actually <laughs> was taught the song over the phone by one of uh, the manager's other bands called uh, Keith Gallagher. And uh, I think it was Mike Biker and the Kickstand. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice. uh, honest to God. And, uh, he sang it to me over the radio, and that's the way we did it. And we missed a whole part after the chorus, and no one ever picked up on that. No one ever said anything about that. Wow, and they were great and it became choices. A big hit for us. Great, great choices. So I throw two. I'm going to throw two names out to you: Mike Stone or Mutt Lang. <laughs> so tell me the story about choosing Mike um, over Mutt Lang as a producer. Uh, I don't exactly know why we chose Mike Stone. I think maybe it was for his work in the White Snake album and uh, uh, for his work with Queen. Well, actually, Mike Stone worked with over 500 uh, gold certified U.S. gold recording acts. He once took me to his home in London, England, which he bought off, I think, Barry Gibbs of the uh, Bee Gees. And the gold and platinum album started at his front door, ran around his living room, up his staircase, and around his bedroom. That's how many gold and platinum albums he had. And that was enough for you. Certified USA, and he told me, he looked me straight in the eye, he went, you know, every cent I made off those albums for two years went up my nose. Crazy, crazy times, eh? Crazy times. Uh, in in the early 90s, <clears throat> I was a radio DJ in St. Catharines, and I was at a station that I worked from 6 to midnight, but 6 to 9 had programmed music, and I could pick what I wanted 
from nine till midnight. Okay. So follow this. So I had a, a list of, and it was kind of, they had a lot of crappy old stuff. This album sat there that I played every night. I'm telling you every night I played this song somewhere between nine and midnight in the early nineties. I'm going to play it for you right now. I think I'm going to play it for you right now. If I can, here we go. I fell in love with tug of war and I would play it every night on the station. It was an AM station and it was not a rock stuff, but man, this, this song and this album, was this a solo album? Did I get that correct for you that you put under the Helix name? Give me that story a little bit. And is this, is it Greg Fraser playing guitar? No. Um, that would have been uh, Mark Ribbler. Okay. Because I know Greg played with you shortly around this time, and I know that he did but some he stuff. But he never on the... played in any of those recordings. Ah, uh, okay. But what a great song this was. Did, did you enjoy this album at all? I love that album. I yeah. was very disappointed that it got re- uh, released as Helix because I thought a lot of those songs got passed over because... Uh, for true Helix fans, they went, what the hell is this? Right. But uh, those songs I was very uh, proud of, especially Tug of War. Uh, but there's a lot of other songs on the album. There was Look Me Straight in the Heart that I did with uh, uh, Lee Aaron, and um, That Day's Gonna Come. Great song, uh, That Day's Gonna Come. Especially Tug of War, I thought it was a great song. And uh, I actually wrote that in a writing session where I wrote another song that was never released called uh, Still Got That Look in Your Eyes. And... I'm planning on, actually, my next project is to uh, re-release uh, Business Doing Pleasure. I'm going to take some of the songs off, and I'm going to add some more songs on. Um, maybe some songs I wrote with uh, Mark or with uh, um, Sean Kelly, rather. And then I'm going to add two songs that I wrote with uh, Mark Ribbler that were never released. Uh, one's um, uh, Still Got That Look In Your Eyes. And the other one is uh, Hungover, but still hanging in. The original one. This I, I enjoyed this album, personally. I really did. And it was at a time in my life where, you know, again, I grew up 80s rock, and then this kind of came out was the softer side. But, man, I just, uh, the songs on this album, and especially Tug of War, I played it on radio every freaking, so your retirement is because of me. I'm just like, you know. <laughs> well, I think Paul Young was that. We, I think they actually shot that song. And um, Paul Young listened to it. Or to, so he told me when I met him over in England. But um, you know, maybe he's just blowing smoke up my ass. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's move on to something. Half Alive was something that was produced by Daryl, right? And I thought that was really a cool thing that that you guys did and put out. And I remember when I got that, I was thinking some live tracks and, and just really something awesome for, for Helix fans. Yeah, there were a lot of good songs on that uh, album and a couple of them appear on the uh, new album, Eat Sleep Rock, uh, Shock City Cycle Rock and Wrecking Ball. I look at um, the list as I'm looking at some of the players. I, I know Gary very well. Gary Borden's in the band right now, correct? That's right. And I know I know Gary very well and, and Daryl and that. And I, I think I counted... Uh, 32 ex-members of Helix, which is crazy. And I was mentioning here, I'm scared. And here you have Darren uh, James Smith, who played guitar in your band as opposed to drums. Um, Sean Kelly. Sean Kelly's been on this very program a couple of times. 
He's a big star here on the Industry 45 show on Giant TV. Um, but you've had a, a number of players through the years, and but you guys deliver every album, every freaking song, and you're the man behind it. I'm telling you, wow. Well, I always try to get a great team around me. Over the years, different circumstances that uh, led to different lineups. Um, I always had good players. And I think that where uh, sometimes we weren't in sync where it was just the actual attitude and uh, direction we were all going. Um, that's why for many years I never had these guys on the recordings and, uh, and involved them in the writing process. Now I'm uh, uh, writing with the band again and leaning more that way because the players I got with me now have been, you know, loyal Helix soldiers. And you have a brand new song, Eat, Sleep, Rock. I, I shared the video on social media. So talk to me about this as we're talking current things now. Sean Kelly uh, was a co-writer on this, I take it? Yeah, we wrote that song a couple years ago, and uh, we had it laying around. Uh, I decided to do a best of the album uh, primarily because vinyl is becoming such a big thing nowadays. And uh, it's actually outpacing CDs. And there'd never been a uh, best of vinyl album from the uh, EMI slash capital years onwards. So I figured it was about time. I thought it was a good, would be a good seller. And I, I've been right so far. It's um, selling like wildfire to tell you the truth. And you can buy vinyl on your website, correct? Planethelix.com. Yeah, we actually have quite a bit of vinyl. So what do you, you have a new, this is a new, this is going to be a new album. Yeah, a new album of old tunes plus a couple new ones. And it is all out now. Like, can people stream this anytime now, the whole album? Yeah, they can go. They can actually uh, uh, down, uh, buy the digital download through CD Baby. And they can buy the uh, CD either through Paris Records in Europe and the United States or uh, in Canada right through the uh, Helix website. Do you uh, find it frustrating um, being we'll say a classic band, like let's face it in a few years, you're going to be in your 50th year um, to, to get airplay on radio. Like you got to, yeah. <laughs> you, you, I mean, do you get radio airplay? I mean, cause classic rock radio stations typically will play all, you know, the old catalog, but are you finding new areas to get in on terrestrial radio besides just streaming in that as well? Well, I find conventional radio doesn't play new music by, classic rock acts, at least, uh, you know, that's the large majority of them are like that. Um, so we really go to internet radio a lot. And uh, Tom Mathers, who runs Ferris Records out of Houston, uh, uh, Texas, where we're, uh, you know, we're distributed by Tom and his label. Um, he came to me a couple on the last album. He said, look, it. he said, if we go to internet radio, he said, they're typically ignored by any everybody. He said, I can guarantee you they will play your song if you do them a radio ID. So last time and this time, last time I think I did about 100 uh, internet radio IDs. Uh, this time around, I've done 140. And it goes out all over the world to uh, South America, Europe, uh, um, wherever. And what, um, 
I shouldn't be saying this to you because you're no, no, that's you're totally on the other radio. But no, you know, there's exceptions like you that are you know doing this interview right now. But for the most part, classic rock radio does not support new music. Even from classic rock, right? And I totally, I listen. I totally agree with you, and that's why we do a lot of these in the podcast form. Because what we do is we take the interviews and then your new song, and we do stream it onto our websites and onto those platforms, not necessarily terrestrial radio on the actual airwaves, if you will. And that's why I I totally get where you're coming from. Anything planned or in your mind? There's got to be. There's always something in Brian's mind for a 50th anniversary. Yeah, we're gonna celebrate. We're alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's not a bad plan at all. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Maybe. God, it's not really that far away, is it? No, not at all. A uh, couple quick questions. Favorite Helix Holy song? Shit, maybe we'll be playing by then. You never know. <laughs> F- favorite Helix song that not necessarily just favorite Helix song that you play um, or have written over the years. Oh, God, that's hard because they're like children, right? You don't want to be a favorite. <laughs> None of them are your favorites, really. But is they're there something that stands to be, out right? to you that says, and it doesn't have to be a hit song that you just, every time you you perform it, you're like, I just, I love this song. What well, is- I'll tell you, some of the songs I'm uh, most proud of, Tug of War, um, When the Bitters Got the Better of You, we spent a long, long time in the lyrics of that song. Sometimes the simplest, simplest songs are the hardest ones to write. Because it's been said a million times before. Good point. Especially when you're talking about rock and roll party and then, you know, carousing, whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. It's been done a million times before. So saying it in a, saying it in a unique and different way is, is difficult. Is it fair to ask you your favorite Helix album then, since that's a, a compilation of a number of songs? or? Uh, probably my favorite album would be uh, No Rush for the Wicked. It was a real special time in the band's career. We were just coming into our own with a, with a sound. And it started with the song Check Out the Love, which we wrote down in the Bronx. That's a good choice for a good album, let me tell you. And one uh, last question. Song uh, that's out there that you wish you had written, and there's probably many, but is there any song that you listened to over the decades and thought, you know what, if I could have just written that song? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I got a lot of favorite songs by a lot of different uh, writers. Um, Fair enough. My favorite artist of all time is Johnny Cash. All right, so anything I, by know, Johnny Cash. I, I, I tend to lean towards the more countryside, if you want to know the truth. I think the best lyricist in Canada uh, that Canada ever produced was uh, Stomp and Tom. Absolutely. Love Stomp and Tom. I thought that he captured the essence of what Canada was all about. Songs like Sud- Sudbury Saturday Night, we played there, I don't know how many times, up in Sudbury. And it was exactly the way Stomp and Tom said it was. He was. The boys are, uh, the girls are playing bingo, and the boys are getting stinko. <laughs> I'll have no more inko on a Sudbury Saturday night. Uh, good old that, Canadian. That, you know, that, that sums it up, and they're very simple lyrics, spoken in everyday man's language. I mentioned early on, right off the top, that you've accomplished so many things as a singer, songwriter, performer, entrepreneur. What's left on your 
agenda at this point? Oh God, I got a whole mess of projects. Uh, one of the things I want to do is I want to put a website together on uh, what I teach bel canto, which is the old Italian method of singing, the oldest method of singing in the world. I actually taught uh, Kim Hicks. Actually, I was just going to bring that up because you sent me that in an email, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and Tim uh, credits me for saving his voice, but that's what Bell Cantus all about. That's why I went and learned it way back in 1976 because I was told I would never sing again. And uh, I went and I studied, and I took me years and years and years to even get my voice back. But um, I'm still singing today, and I'm 65 years old. And you're singing well because I, I mentioned this to you as well, but I, I was at the show at the Fort Erie racetrack last summer and Helix sounded as good as ever, man. Like you just, you're right on point and it's, it's been awesome to talk to you. Eat, sleep and rock. All right, Eat, Sleep, Rock, the brand new song from the band Helix. Thanks to the president and CEO to Brian Vollmer for joining us, Industry 45 Show. Check it out, giantfm.com, musiclifemagazine.net, all, of course, of your streaming platforms as well. My website, shanechristopherneal.com. Here it is, Eat, Sleep, Rock, Industry 45 Show. <laughs> 